Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. And I'm Michelle. And we're continuing our Christmas content uh, this week. And it wouldn't be a Couch Buddies Christmas if we didn't discuss a Netflix original movie. So this week, we're talking about Love Hard. Love Hard is a 2021 movie that Kia made me watch. Uh, I'm just kidding. But uh, it stars Nina Dobrev, Jimmy O. Yang, Darren Barnett, uh, Harry Shum Jr. has to get a mention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by Hernan Jimenez, uh, who has not done very mm-hmm. much. Most of it is foreign language. Uh, he did a film called Elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, it was written by Danny McKay and Rebecca Ewing, who have also not done much. Yeah. Uh, it has an IMDb score of 6.3 out of 10. Why? And a Rotten Tomato score of 50%. I, yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of feel. I have a lot of conflicted feelings oh, about this movie. I'm excited. Let's talk um, about it. Yeah, if um, if you guys have somehow been on Netflix and not had this movie, like the trailer for it, like shoved into your face. Um, so if you don't have any idea what it's about, an L.A. girl unluckily in love falls for an East Coast guy on a dating app and decides to surprise him for the holidays only to discover that she's been catfished. This is Catfish, the Christmas movie. It is. This movie, okay, because I did part way through watching the movie, I did kind of, like, I don't know. Like, I just started having, like, a creeping, like, suspicion. Uh-huh. And so this is one of the only times, because normally, you know, I when we do the, you know, the writer-director stuff, let you know oh yeah. wait, wait until you know you tell me about it yeah but this time was like i i need to have a look yeah and seeing that this is basically like the only thing that one of the writers has done and only about the third thing that the second writer has done a lot of things made a lot more sense because uh-huh. this movie just straight up lifts from about a dozen different movies oh yeah Oh yeah, like, which I mean is fine. It, yeah, you know, and like, and all all writers do it. I'm like, until you become like more yeah. comfortable with your own style. And Christmas movies do have a very uh, yeah, similar, like, especially like Christmas romance movies have a like very much have a recognizable pattern. Yeah, and but the fact that this movie straight up opens with the whole greek mythology thing yeah. like whatever i was like you, this is straight up the opening of the half of it which we covered in june yep it's true <laughs> it's like, true i was like and then obviously okay i i was going into it the title love hard made no goddamn sense to me nothing by the end either i mean love is hard no but okay as the, soon, love, yeah, well, yeah okay as soon as they start messaging each other on the app and, and he posits that love actually is the greatest Christmas movie of all time. And she says that, no, it's die hard. I went, Oh, Oh, I didn't get that. 
I see what you're doing now. I didn't put that together that that was where the title came from. Yeah. That's funny. It's cute. Okay. That's, that's what it is. And then the fact that it was like, okay, so now we're going to have, obviously we're not going to have any kind of reenactment from Die Hard, but I was like, there's, th- th- I knew, I was like, this movie is going to end with her doing the whole like placard, and like sign thing. I will give it this credit though. Yeah. It is a full circle moment. And yes. it does make sense within the context of the it movie. Does. There are a lot of things in this movie that could have gone better. And I'm happy to talk about those in a second. I thought that Nina DeBrev did a pretty good job. Although opening with a voiceover was difficult for me because it immediately sent me back in time. <laughs> I was like, this ain't the Vampire Diaries. What's happening? But I, I thought Jimmy O. Yang. Oh, he's, he, he fucking really good. steals this movie. And Harry Shub Jr. Okay. That, okay. <laughs> was such a Hold weird on. ass character. Hold on. I love Harry Shum Jr. like down to the bedrock of my soul. Oh, it can I, suck a dick. Like, no, hold on. I yeah, I do. Yeah, I too. I love him so much. Me too. Me too. Yeah. I am not judging him. I am oh, yeah, ju- yeah, yeah. I am judging the director for not giving him a consistent tone. Yes. That I was going to talk about it when we got to it, but yes. Like also like Owen starts off in such a way that I feel like we're missing a connecting scene between how he is at the end <laughs> yes. and how he is in the middle. And yeah, exactly that. But also the, I wanted to find the, out like his wife was a rental and that so, he lost his job six months ago. That's what I wanted. So yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I like, I wanted like just just the notion of like he comes in like a smarmy like asshole just but you know but in that way but not unlike smarmy asshole older brothers that we've seen in other things you know and then when they are doing the caroling yes he is so cartoonishly he turned into leah michelle in an episode glee kind of but he turned into rachel he goes so fucking over the like literally cartoonishly over the top I genuinely did feel like he was trying to channel like a, a Matthew Morrison, Leah Michelle no, like, vibe. No, and in I, that moment. okay, yeah, I, I'm not disputing that. Yeah, but it's the fact that he goes so overblown in that moment yeah. that feels that it is such a whiplash tonal shift. I think that something has to do with the director. And yeah, yeah right. and then the moment of like like when he's like upset and like having a fucking temper tantrum. Over, over Josh and Natalie having the spotlight. Yeah, that he's like literally like stomping his feet in the background, and then ends up like slipping on ice and falling on his ass. Which is funny. It's but, but again, I'm like, it, like literally, like he go he turns into like fucking Elmer Fudd, man. It and just, then the end scene where like, toward, sudden, toward the end where he's suddenly overprotective brother. Well, he no like from, he go, he goes he goes from like cartoonishly over the top. To scheming and conniving, like, so now, like, he's searching the internet for every little bit of information he can find on Natalie, and then, oh, now here's the jackpot with, like, when he meets her boss. And then he doesn't use it. Yeah. Like, it was just a very weird... Uh, yeah. I, I think that, like, that explains kind of the whole movie. Like, I felt like Aspen's this movie could have been really good and, and could have been enjoyable and could have been yeah. a lesson on... Like the fact is that that she and and this happens a couple times in the movie that she's a hypocrite and they bring it up a little bit, but she talks about how in early on Love Actually is just a movie about people falling in love with the way other people look, basically yeah, which is exactly what she does. Mm-hmm. But they don't actually call that part out. They no. call out the fact that she catfishes someone. Mm-hmm. 
but they don't call out the fact that literally like what she thinks of love actually is mm-hmm. what she did mm-hmm. and she can't like I, I thought some of the stuff between her and Jimmy was re- between Josh and Adley was actually really good. Oh yeah, they uh, they have they have some great moments. I loved the stepmom and and the dad. Yes, like it it could have gone a very different direction. Absolutely, they chose not to go that way. There was just some un the uneven tone yeah. and the obvious plot mm-hmm. kind of took away from the the charm of some of the people in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I I just like I've never I've seen Jimmy some of Jimmy O Yang's comedy mm-hmm. but i hadn't actually seen him like act yeah so that like i thought he was a very pleasant like surprise if you will mm-hmm. but yeah like i the, he, the, the he unevenness is... of owen and then the boss yeah like i, oh, I loved oh, man. it i also have problems with her friend the best friend with the best friend carrie how the way that the movie like gets rid of her basically for lack of i can't think of it like dismisses her the alcoholic joke yeah yeah i oh, didn't like that either i, I like, had a big problem oh, with i'm that. sorry what like no yeah no no and then like we never hear from her again and so like suddenly like her boss yeah. it should have been her boss it should have been her instead of her boss yeah is it the boss or anyway. like her and, and the, the boss. boss like yeah. yeah it's just it there's a lot of things in this movie that just and then like the ending, and I'm I'm all for an ending that doesn't tell us what happened. Dirty Dancing, I love it. Like those kind of endings. yeah, I love I an need, ambiguous ending. I need some effing explanation about how they're going to live their lives because she doesn't have a job anymore if she has a successful dating life. So <laughs> what is she gonna do? I don't know. Like that's my thing. Like I, I just I felt like this is one of those like I didn't particularly care because now I, it, that was the like I just was like for me. Uh, for me, I'm like, okay, she has had this, she's had this particular job, but also I'm like, she works for a social media company. I'm like, she is, yeah. she is a columnist. It's not going to be hard for her to transition over to another subject matter. And also like now with him, like kind of like quitting, you know, the family the, business, quitting yeah. the family business and doing his own thing. I'm like, they can do whatever the fuck they want now. Yeah, it was just a weird, like, Oh, I know, but it, it was a, well, cause like, I felt like nobody really got closure except for kind of sort of them. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, like I, I thought there should have been a closure scene with tag because while I, what she did to tag was wrong. I felt like we needed a scene of them one-on-one acknowledging that and like closing I- the book. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just like no, to, no, no, no. Like, I abs- I absolutely get you. I just got really sick and tired of Tag in this movie. <laughs> oh god, Tag's the worst. Tag, she should have given okay. up on Tag early. Yes, like that's the other thing is she hangs on to Tag way too long, way too long. And I realize that's because she wants, she thinks that he's her happy ending. But why does she think that? If she's a woman who doesn't base herself on looks, why the hell would she think that? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we start about the actual, yeah the, the so, um. We start out with the Greek yeah. myth. So here, here's how it starts. Like, it, yeah. It's been said that according to Greek mythology, humans were originally created with four arms, four legs, and a head with two faces. But fearing their power, Zeus split them into two separate parts, condemning humans to spend the rest of their lives searching for their other half, their souls equal. And if that's true, then Zeus is an asshole. I agree with that. <laughs> well but that's just in general forget the myth yeah just all the other myths about zeus just everything you know about zeus just, just stay away and while this is happening we're seeing like a montage of her of dates yes and we you know sure dating has never really been easy but modern dating online is even harder i keep thinking my perfect match has to be out there just one click away 
some kind and honest and ideally someone who doesn't already have a wife. Am I right? Despite my gut telling me that maybe I should give up altogether, along comes Ted, a Libra who likes puppies and offers to take me on a sunset sail until he ghosts me. But on a positive note, I've turned my horrible love life into a successful online, su successful online writing career. For years, I've been chronicling my disaster dates under the pseudonym Always a Bridesmaid, and people seem to love that I can't find love. But honestly, I'm not sure how much longer I can do this. How is it that everyone has found the one and I haven't? Either I'm the unluckiest woman in the world or my picker is broken. And again, like the whole like Always a Bridesmaid thing, and like I get, because we covered it recently, some serious like 27 dresses vibes but, but that, that never comes up again though it it's, just, it, it's just she chose it as a name because she can't well, no, catch a man but also like, like but just the whole thing of like her also her like contorting herself into all of tag's interests it's very whatever the fuck the sister's name is in 27 dresses i you was know, actually and, thinking runaway bride but yeah well that too i was thinking about because that's what no okay hold on the, no the difference being is that, Roberts doesn't know she's doing she it. Does, she doesn't realize that she's yeah. doing it because she doesn't know who she is. That's fair. Malin Ackerman's character in, in 27 Dresses, she knows who she is. She is just trying to seem perfect for Edward Norton. Yeah. So that's the difference yeah. to me. But, um, but so we have that with, like, we have that open. And once again, we have, like, one of the four Netflix occupations. She's a writer. Yes. Like, <laughs> um, why could her... <laughs> anyway <laughs> i do love like now enter carrie her co-worker yeah and because you know because this is this type of movie she can't afford to have both co-workers and friends so we have a work friend this is her best friend this is her best friend so you know the the line of you know either i'm the unluckiest woman in the world or my picker is broken carrie tells her it's both what's the one common denominator in all these states it's you and uh natalie says the common denominator is that it's a bunch of la assholes and Carrie tells her, that's your problem. You're only looking local. I had to import Mark from Ohio, for God's sake. Like, you got to think bigger. Like, Jesus, Nat, you only have your dating radius set to five miles. you got to look outside West Hollywood. And, and I... Gas is so expensive. Yeah, gas is so expensive. It would be like 40 bucks to get to Glendale, and that's only one way. And, um, and then I did, like, I did laugh because then Carrie says, I mean, it's just cheaper just to do a bunch of cocaine and run everywhere. <laughs> um, but, you know, now Natalie's editor, Lee, is demanding he wants her next, quote, horror story immediately. Um, he tells her, you know, a disaster for you is a win for me. And... And, and then, Carrie does expand the search radius yes. on the on the Flirt Alert app. Yeah, the Flirt Alert to like the the entire, entire United States. like contiguous United States. Um, and then we see you know Natalie like dragging home a Christmas tree, and then like just kind of flopping down on the couch to, um, and like swiping through a bunch of profiles of like you know like they're very clearly not what she's interested in. Yeah, and then she stops to you know she stops on the profile of Josh a 30-year-old guy from Lake Placid, New York, who's, quote, looking for a woman who's, um, looking for a woman who's spontaneous and drama-free, which, ugh. But he's, he's all about his passion for the, out, uh, for all, all of the outdoors or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and so like that, like, yeah. she's like, okay. Then, yeah. But then, you know, he has in, he has in his profile, you know, love actually, best Christmas movie ever. And, and so basically like, so now like having looked through all the pictures and there's this very attractive, you know, Asian American man with these like rugged good looks and this kind yep. of windswept somewhat curly hair, just a little bit of like scruff, you know, um, 
and like going through his profile, she's like, okay, so she matches him, and and then immediately messages him that love actually is the worst <laughs> because quote it's a movie about people falling in love based on how they look. And he tells her, he messages back and says, I like to think that it's a story about the triumph of love over reality. And then her fa obviously, her favorite movie, her favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. And so they hit things off. And he's a Die Hard, you know, Die Hard's not a Christmas movie. You really think Die Hard's yeah. a Christmas movie? And, but we start getting this texting montage, which is actually, yes. I think, fairly well done. Yes. For, like, because we always talk, complain about how, okay, now they're just in love, what? Yeah. We actually get to see, like, some of the things yes. they say to each other. And, like, when she accuses him of, like, just going to send dick pics. And he's like, okay, says, I'm not. That, I laugh Hold out on. loud. That is stolen from something else. That is verbatim, basically, from a book, which I intend to cover as an OTP, and then I just found out last night that there's a sequel book coming out next year, so I'm going to have to wait. Um, but it's a book called Boyfriend Material by Alexis Hall, and it's a fake dating story with, you know, like, an absolute, like, loser who can't get his life together, and then, like, super, like, hyper-competent, like, lawyer guy who just, like, yeah. is, is too perfect and can't hold on to anybody, and so they fake date. And, and the, the loser, like, who doesn't have his life together is, like, trying to, like, physically, like, could, like, keeps coming on to, you know, super perfect lawyer guy. And, and it's like, well, I mean, come on, Oliver, like, at least, like, you could send, you know, you could at least send me dick pics or something like that. And, and then it's like the next thing you know, like, he's gotten a picture and it's this, it's this, you know, like, old white guy. And he's like, who the hell is this supposed to be? It's Dick Cheney. Like you said, you wanted a dick pic. And so then it becomes like the rest of the book is like them sending each other pictures of dudes named Dick. And so when this, when that came up, I was like, really? See, but really? I hadn't, I hadn't read that. So I didn't know. Oh yeah. I like, I, but, I, yeah, I'd read that book like a couple of years ago, but the, but Richard Nixon. Yeah. Funny. Well, the, and then she responds with Andy Dick and she goes, at least mine's not crooked, which cracked me the heck up. I, like, I did approve of that. Like that did crack me up, but, but we just get a lot of like montage of them texting. Uh, her favorite book as a child was where the sidewalk ends. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's like, it, also I'm old. Cause she's like, it was this book of poetry called where the sidewalk ends. I was like, yeah. Does children not know where the sidewalk ends anymore? Because that is the most tragic thing I've ever heard. Well, like my, yeah, I'm terrible because when she says, you know, like, it's it basically like trying, it, it felt like she was trying to be hipster about it. Like, you know, oh, no, nobody's ever heard of this book. It's called Where the Sidewalk Ends. And I'm like, yeah, it's like continuously like one of the top 10 yeah. best selling like children's books. Yeah. And anyway. I was like, I was like, you might as well have just said the fucking giving tree. Like, <laughs> but her mother used to read it to her, and there's nothing more comforting than being readed, being read, readed, uh, readed, being read to. And so, Pahonics working uh, for me because they're talking on the phone. They're not just yeah. texting. And so he reads to her as she falls asleep, and they spend the entire night on the phone. That was sweet. Yes, I thought that like, was sweet too. There's lots of sweet like building block moments. Yeah, and then we get to we get a moment of. You know, where like she's kind of like walking into work and they're exchanging text messages and and, you know, and the text messages all have heart emojis and it's very Last sweet. Night was so amazing. And and she, you know, she says that she wishes that he lived closer. And then he says, you know, like, oh, I wish you were here with me for Christmas. And and then. You know, then her editor, like pretty much at that moment, her editor calls her in and tells her that he wants her next disaster date story. But she wants to write about this 
you know, real thing that she has, yeah. you know, going on with Josh. Which I was like, I don't think she understands her job. Like this, like her job is to write these disaster date stories. Like that's what yeah. she's being paid to do. Yeah. Like also, you don't have to be the one going on the date. You can have someone else go. Like it's not, mm. or, or get someone else's horror story. It doesn't have to always yeah. be your horror story. Um, like, but she, um, <laughs> but so she tells her editor, "What if I write about a girl who's on the verge of giving up on love when she comes to when she comes to find that the perfect guy might actually exist? So she risks it all: her sanity, her common sense, her ability to ever be on The Bachelor, and it's worth it because they just they fall in love just in time for Christmas." And and her editor tells her, you know, he likes the idea, but it should be left to quote serious journalists. The editor is funny. I, I will, do. I will say, I do like the editor. Yeah, he is funny. He he's funny. Yeah. His deliveries are very funny. Yeah, but she, you know, she just sweeping, you know, just a sweeping declaration that her disaster dates are done, and she is going to Lake Placid, New York, to get her happy ending with Josh. And her editor thinks that this will be the most epic disaster date ever. He goes, wait, wait, you haven't met him yet? Oh, yes, you need to write about this. Yes. I give you my blessing. And so, yeah, and so Carrie, you know, her friend Carrie encourages her to go. Like, this is the sanest thing you've ever done. Yeah. But then you also heard, and this is another thing I found that, that was a little bit character telling in a movie that doesn't have a lot of character for uh for natalie she breaks up according to the editor she breaks up with guys for like no reason Mm -hmm. she breaks up with guys because one had a gerbil like it's not any good like there are uh, multiple times they've broken up for no good reason Mm -hmm. but like there are multiple times that that's happened and Mm -hmm. so like i like that that character beat is brought up there because it does explain because like it explains what he says at the end of the, the movie. Yes. And yeah. it, it gives us that building block of her personality. Because also, she seems to be rather, to something we were talking about earlier, strong-willed. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yes. Someone told her she couldn't do something. So mm-hmm. now she is out to prove her boss wrong. So yeah, so she packs her bags and she's going to Lake Placid. Which, to surprise him. which apparently has like the tiniest airport ever. I've heard of Lake Placid though. Yeah. So I was I was like, this looks like my hometown or smaller. Like this is smaller than 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 the town that I grew up in that has an airport. Yeah. <laughs> like my not the, not where I like went to school, but the town that was closest yeah, 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 to yeah, us. Yeah. I mean, it has more people than is in apparently Lake Placid. <laughs> yeah, I meant to look it up because I felt like I can call I feel bullshit. Like, I feel like it was misrepresented. If you're from Lake Placid, I'm really sorry that this was how your town was represented. Because, like, there's no doctor in Lake Placid, but there's a bar oh, and oh, an airport. Oh, 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 The whole thing of, yeah, there's not a doctor, so we're taking you to the veterinarian uh, because the closest hospital is 30, mile, or 30 minutes away. Completely 100% lifted from Schitt's Creek. That's fair. Yeah. But, like... The fact that they would even make that joke in like in like Placid, if there's an airport there, there's a doctor. You won't convince me otherwise. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're not going to convince me that at Christmas time, there's not going to be a doctor somewhere closer. Like, I, I just did not. I thought that was dumb. Mm-hmm. And I didn't buy it at all. But anyway, so then also the same guy who, who runs the Lost and Found because her luggage doesn't get there. So her luggage isn't there. Sad day. Okay. I, because I was curious, I gave it a goog. And according to the 2020 census, the population of Lake Placid, New York was just 2,300. 
which is more than the hometown that I grew up in. Same. <laughs> that's that's double my hometown. Yeah. So th- th- them but acting still- like there's only one street to steal newspapers from later on in the movie. <laughs> like that's what I mean. Like I did. Yeah. They, they act like it's like a podunk town that doesn't exist or that that doesn't have anything compared to Los Angeles. Yes. Mm-hmm. But not compared to like, you know, like where we grew up or yeah, like the town that has the Walmart where I I grew up is like a thousand, like 1200 people tops. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's to me, it was just like that part was a little, there's like five. No, there's like, there's a hospital in that town. Yeah. Like it's 2300 people. You're going to have a doctor. But anyway, whatever. So <laughs> she, she gets there. They lose her luggage. There, basically it's like, there's, there's. Including her, there was like five people. Yeah, on this flight, and they only bring back four bags. Yeah, so so she goes to complain to Eric or Iraq, as we know he is called later. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eric is like, "Sorry, fill out that paper and put it put in the after hour slot." But it's clearly hours. You're, you're here. here, and he just kind of gives her a look, like yeah, like any employee would at a holiday time. I don't blame him. Yeah, but and then she calls an Uber. And he pulls up. He's the Uber. She's like, okay, fuck this. I'm just going to call a lift. lift. He switches out the signs. He's also the lift lift driver. driver. And he has snacks. He has, like, Cheez-Its and stuff in the front. He has Cheez-Its in a Ziploc. And, like, gummies and stuff like that. So she's like, okay, fine. I don't really have a choice. Great. So she tells, you know, gives him the address of, like, where. Oh, that's the Lynn place. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, like, I'm really familiar with it. Because, you know, Josh and I used to smoke up after school. And. You don't forget what we smoked in that basement, man. (laughs) Yeah. Well, then. This is a thing that irks me because it was just lazy. Um, don't get me wrong. It leads to a moment that I enjoy later, but he has the radio on uh-huh. and baby, it's cold outside his plane. Uh-huh. And so she starts going on this whole diatribe about how, you know, the song, like it's basically Rohypnol, the song and, and how, you know, like it's a hundred times. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, like it's, it's, you know, just, you know, it's all about like it's it's a song about date rape and and all this Which kind of I stuff. I would like to argue and stand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> I did I did research on this because it yeah. pissed me off enough. The song was written in 1944. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was written in 1944 by Frank Lesser to sing with his wife Lynn at their housewarming party. Yeah. It was meant to be a signal for everybody to get the fuck out and go home. Um, but. It's only been since 2009, so in the past 12 years, that that the song has faced criticism for the alleged implications of the lyrics, con, you know, containing uh, lines such as, quote, what's in this drink, and the host's seemingly unrelenting pressure for the guest to stay, in spite of her repeated suggestions that she should go home, and this being described as you know sexual harassment and date rape um but it's all got yeah, to do with yeah, yeah. Code. i i know Sorry. i know yeah. hold oh, yeah. on i'm i'm, I'm, I'm not done with you. i'm arguing yeah with yeah <laughs> um but the you know people have brought up that you know at the time that the song was written the cultural expectations um when the song was written was that women weren't socially permitted to spend the night with a boyfriend or a fiance and and so you know like the woman saying you know like the, like her saying that she wants to stay and using the line like say what's in this drink was a common turn of phrase at the time of like when somebody did something that was seemingly like out of character for them 
you know, like somebody saying something that they wouldn't ordinarily say yeah. or, you know, just being like, oh, what, what's in this drink? Like, this is so strong. Like, it's making yeah. me act act out of turn. Um, but, you know, so like thereby being able to blame being able to blame their actions on the on the influence of alcohol and um and and so the song's negative connotation pretty much springs directly from saturday night live and south park satirically depicting the song being performed by bill cosby yeah and and as we know like bill cosby had been sexually uh like had been accused of sexually assaulting like dozens and dozens of like what was it like almost 50 women like something like that like more than 30 definitely more than 30 women yeah something like that um but um and so then we had you know in um so yeah so then that led to in 2018 the song being removed from various like music streaming services because of like public pressure regarding the lyrics of the song and blah 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 and and it's just yeah it's one of like it's it it just felt so lazy to me of yes like sure you can make criticisms like based on the changing of the times and like with the recent me too movement sure the song is not a good look i'm like but when you take it in the historical context of like one in which the song was written a man wrote it for him and his wife to sing at a housewarming party to tell people like, okay, see you hit the road. Like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Like, you know, leave, get out of our house. And, and then a couple of years later, he sold it and it was put into a musical. Yeah. And then 60 years later, somebody makes a jo- like two different shows, make a joke, linking it to Bill Cosby and now lazy comedians for the past 12 years yeah. have been saying that it's a date rape song. And then there are legitimate people who think it's like a wrong song. Like you sing it now and you have people respond the way that this character does in the movie. Yes. And I think it's crazy because yeah, yes. I, it's we, just... some of the stuff in this, like it's also got to do with the tone in which it's sung. Like she's not it, like if you're listening at all, mm-hmm. there are things besides what is actually being said. There are, mm-hmm. if you read between the lines, she's like, yeah, have you ever been somewhere and been like, yeah, I should really go, and then sat there for another two hours? You mean every time that I come over to your house? I mean, sure. But like, <laughs> oh, it's eight o'clock. I really need to go home. Or, and then at 11, I finally walk out the door. I mean, and all this song literally is, is about a woman on a date being like, yeah, I should go, but I kind of don't want to, but I should go. Yeah. It's, and, and him being like, I'm going to help and give you all the excuses you need in the world to stay. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not a, he's not grabbing her and physically forcing her to no. stay on the couch. He's not like it's, pressuring it's this, her in that way. It's, ooh, here's a good excuse. Here's a good excuse. Yeah. Like it's, it, and I, I, I take it, such lit- umbrage with I know, I literally. It. The, He's like, it's basically like literally now that you brought it up, I was like, it, like this song is literally us. I was like, she's trying to find excuses. And so he's enabling her. Yeah. Like, it's literally just, just like, oh, well, you know, it's cold outside. You could, you could stay a little bit longer. Yeah. Or, you know, that rain is like real said, heavy. Maybe you should wait till it lightens up. It's like, it's the, it's just, it's the laziness of it that pisses me off yeah. because, because it, it's like all of those people who, who, who think it's hysterical like saying like in talking about like disney movies and like like reasons to like shit on why disney movies are bad 
like using like the quote unquote joke of like, well, no, Belle wasn't in love with the beast. She just had Stockholm syndrome. Context is key, people. Yes. Do you and I have talked about this before? I think yes. Earlier. It's but context no- is something that hacks me off. If you take something out of context, because and, nothing like, nothing song, exists in a vacuum. Well, in this song, like you said, it was written in the forties. Yeah. Words have different meanings, but also we still say some of those same things. Like I've seen my mother has done this. And it's hilarious. Like have you, you've seen it too, I'm sure. With like a toddler that has a bottle that then can't, yeah. like then is like walking crooked. My mom would go, "What'd you put in that bottle?" Like yeah. it, it's a joke that's not serious. Or you, my mom has like messed up words and then gone, "Huh, what did I put in this drink?" Like yeah. But yeah, it's just it's it's just one of those things that like frustrates us because mm-hmm. it's such a lazy joke. And then like now I do like what happens later yes. in, with it, but it also feels like it also feels like her character in that like mm-hmm. it is a very her character beat to go off on something that she doesn't actually understand the context. Exactly. Of. Yes. No. 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 Like, That's absolutely that way, fair. Yeah. In that way, it's very like it's very her character yeah. to absolutely be just like I hate this song because it's this when she doesn't actually know what it is. It's yeah. It it's not like criticism of but just the, the, yeah joke. I know yeah, yeah. it's it's not like you know like we talk about you know the song by the police I'll be watching you <laughs> that's that's straight up that's a stalker song yeah. and yet people continually like play it at weddings and shit white wedding a song you're not supposed to play at a wedding a white wedding absolutely yeah. like not a wedding song yeah but like yeah it's like no like if you stopped and listened to it yeah. you would understand. It's She's not, not like I really can't, really can't stay. Really, really gotta, I really gotta go. Like, yeah, it's not what it's doing. But anyway, so yeah, so she finally like she's pulling up to the house, and yeah, uh, and Eric, well, the, yeah, Eric gives her a, a <laughs> joint and tells and, her to give it to Josh. And tell her Erock says hi, or, or no, Erock says, "Oh man, it's like Fuck, it, it's I some, don't it's some like pa- pass the pass the." Oh yeah, I don't, pa- I don't remember. But yeah, so she puts it in her. She goes, "Okay." Puts it in her purse and gets out of the car. Yeah. And makes her way into the house. The, the, the stepmother greets her at the door. The stepmom Barb, yeah. Which they just call her mom because... Yeah. Like, you... They, you they you found out, yeah. His, his parents divorced when he was three. Yeah. But his, you know, his, uh, like, his stepmom, like, is just... She's, she's the best. She's mom, yeah. And they love that, like, they, the, all, everyone that family yeah. adores mom, which is great. And mm-hmm. she's a lot. She's over-exuberant. I love her. She's adorable. I can't remember the actress's name, but she used to be on the soap operas I watched when I was a teenager. <laughs> um, but so... As the and grandpa and grand or dad and, well, okay. and grandma come also, in. Also, we have we have to we have to set up a joke that comes in at the end of the movie because when Natalie like knocks on the door, oh, like yeah. you hear the yelling from the inside of like like who is it? Well, I don't I don't know. If it's the Mormons, tell them to go away. We're not converting. Yeah. And um and so you know she. You know, says she. Barb's like, it's not the Mormons. It's a friend of Josh's. Josh's. Yeah, and that's what Grandma and Dad come out of. What Josh is a friend? Like, yeah, like they're very surprised. And, and they're just like, well, I mean, we're a little, we're, we're we like, may yeah. be a little, we may be a little bit more than friends. friends? It's like, like, and then Barb goes, "Are you his G word?" And then Grandma June goes, "Geisha." <laughs> that did I laugh? I like Grandma just in general. Gra- Grandma, like, oh my god, she. Yeah, Grandma's my fucking favorite. Um, but then. 
we hear, you know, they the, hear it's like, Josh, do you have a get? You have someone here to see you. If it's, it's the FedEx person, just sign. They're not here to see me. She goes, it's not. The, Barb's like, it's yeah. not the FedEx person. Like she's and like, I know they say stepmom, but she is his mother. Oh, yeah. yeah like, she's a mom. Yeah. It's so great. And so he comes in and we get this like slow motion reveal of Jimmy O. Yang, mm-hmm. <laughs> just not the person that was exp- that that yeah, it was not the person in the photos yeah yeah and i mean yeah he he just was like natalie yeah it's one of those things like to to be fair like he did this part of his profile didn't lie he is an asian american man yep. <laughs> he's and just not the one he posted photos of exactly so she like uh i forgot my bags in the car uh and like turns around and bolts out the door and, and yeah and so and she's just her yeah and i love that like she's just kind of like hyperventilate over the situation it's just like i don't i don't get it. like i i don't understand and then, i did that because earlier like she had him like put a sign or like give him uh, give her a sign that proved he was who he said he was well it, yeah what it was was like carrie was insisting of like okay like you don't know that this guy yeah. is who he says he is whatever like you know call him and like have him you know like like you need to like facetime him or something yeah. like that and, and so he sent her a picture with the writing said bye natalie yeah like, bye natalie like to, mm-hmm. And so, and so, this is what he explains. He's like, "Yeah, I'm just, I'm really good with Photoshop." And, and then so she's like, "But then what? this moment did crack me up because the family has the house. It's almost Griswold levels. Like it is decorated within an inch of its life mm-hmm. for the holiday, and they have a nativity scene. And she goes over and grabs the baby Jesus and just wails on him, and I laughed. Yeah, um, so but funny. he, but yeah, it's so. And she, it's not well, even like." It's not like there's like a light on it. This is a light up. This, baby yeah, Jesus. this this is a lit up baby Jesus. Like battery operated. Yes. lit up because like it doesn't. It doesn't no have wires. a cord. Yeah, there's no cord. I and was, I and was just she like this is amazing. Well, and and like as she's wailing on him, she's like, "What kind of psychopath creates a creates a fake profile and then starts a fake relationship online?" And he counters with, "What kind of psycho flies across the country and shows up on somebody's front lawn?" And she tells him, you said, and I quote, I wish you were here with me for Christmas. That's just something people say. Like, your baby's so cute. Or my diet starts tomorrow. <laughs> and you know, and then, like, there's there's a little bit more, and I didn't get it. But, but you know, but then, but then, you know, she says, you know, she says, how could you lie to me? I really liked you. And he's, you know, he tells you, he's like, I'm sorry. I never meant for it to go this far. And she just kind of like just kind of closes herself off and starts to and like, and just storms off. And she still has the baby Jesus in her yep. hand. And he's like, wait, you don't even know where you're going. And she's like, I'll let baby Jesus take the wheel. That, 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 I, that made me laugh. But like she, and, and with good reason, she doesn't let him kind of explain himself. Yeah. She doesn't anything she's with, which is fair. Like, yeah, totally it, fair. Like I'm not, there is so much of this movie that hinges on the performance of of Nina Dobrev and Jimmy O. Yang. Yes. It really, really does. But so she goes to a bar. Yeah. That's where that's where the wheel took her. And <laughs> Yep. And we see her just steadily drinking. And then- Oh, we there's a point that we have to bring up was that early in the movie, um, Carrie was gonna go off and get a smoothie or juice or something like that. And Natalie told her, whatever you do, make sure they don't put kiwis in it because I'm deathly allergic to kiwis. You know, the last intern who went to get smoothies, like, messed up the order and I nearly died. Yeah, she's had multiple times where she said she's allergic to kiwi. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so she she's drinking. So, yeah. And the real 
the real quote unquote real Josh, the one from the pictures, walks in. Basically, the guy that Josh face claimed. Yep. And she panics, runs to the bathroom, and calls Carrie. Her, Carrie. Carrie's like, get it. Yeah. Get it good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Carrie, you deserve this? Well, you know, Carrie tells her to go for it and, and says, you know, what have you got to lose? And Natalie says, the last remaining microscopic speck of my self-respect, long gone. Yeah. And... And so, yeah, and at this time, Josh, Josh has gone out looking for her. And found her because the baby Jesus outside the front <laughs> found, door. Found the baby Jesus laying in the snow outside the bar. And and so Natalie, like now given this, you know, newfound confidence and encouragement from Carrie, she comes striding out of the bathroom, goes up to the bar where the, where, the, where the bartender had been preparing some shots for some people and grabs them and downs them. And we see behind the bar, there are Kiwis. And um, while they're in the bar, there has been a Christmas karaoke yeah. happening. And so now, um, you know, she she goes up and, and picks a non-Christmas song. And which, the bartender goes, but the, the karaoke's got the one running it. Yeah. She says, but she goes, just play it. And so it starts off, she starts off her back to the audience and it's... And begins singing, I would do anything for, for love. love. And everybody's kind of into it. Yeah, because she's like very sexily swaying. And then she turns around and her face is massively swollen. Yeah. Um, And she doesn't realize and, this until yeah. she's done the majority of a sexy routine to try to get Josh, not Josh, tag. Yeah. As we find out later. But, and then she sees herself in a mirror, scream. The guys are repulsed. It, this, this karaoke thing goes on way too long. Absolutely. It she goes screams, on way too long. She runs out the door and then she almost passes out because she can't find her, or she passes out. She passes she can't out. She find her EpiPen. And then she wakes up in but, the vet Yeah, it's like she, we yeah. Well, earlier. I love, like, she runs outside and she just starts grabbing handfuls of snow and, like, pressing them yeah. to her face. And, and then, like, that's when Josh, like, comes out holding her stuff because he's like, yeah, okay, you left all your things inside. And she starts desperately scrambling for an EpiPen and can't find it. And Josh is trying to help her find it. And he's trying to help her but, find it. And then she, then she, she passes, passes out. out. And she wakes up in the vet clinic. We kind of already talked about this yeah, a little bit. Yeah, she wakes up at um, an animal hospital because the real hospital is 30 minutes away. And and so, um, and this is, you know, they they she and Josh have this conversation of how, you know, she met Tag, which is, you know, Josh used Tag's photos in his profile. And, you know, and so then Josh says, you know, that girls hit on tag all the time. So if she, um, you know, that, so she'll have to do something different to get tag to notice her. And, you know, Josh says that he knows, he knows tag better than tag knows himself. And, and, um, and he will help Natalie get tag in exchange for her pretending to be his girlfriend until Christmas. And, and he says, you know, all I'm asking for is a week. And then we say to break up and you're free of me forever. Yeah. And, and so she, she agrees. She agrees. And they go back to his parents' house where he has the basement. And it is a pigsty. There is stuff everywhere, like all yep. over the bed. Um, and she's refusing to share the bed. <laughs> And she's going to make him sleep on the floor. Um, and, you know, and this is where, you know, he tells her that he didn't set out to catfish her. That he had his profile up for a year. And in that time, he only had three matches. And one of them was his former English teacher who was, like, in her 70s. Yeah. 
Um, and so he said that he used Tag's picture as an experiment and he got 85 matches in five minutes. And, you know, and Natalie, <laughs> um, Natalie tells him, you know, stop looking for sympathy because there's absolutely no excuse for what he did. Um, and then, Grim- then we find out they've been talking for like two weeks. Yes. And then Grandma Lynn comes down and lends Natalie a t-shirt to sleep in and it is a Christmas shirt and it's got Santa on it and it says, I ain't no ho, ho, ho. <laughs> love Grandma Lynn. I love it. Yeah. The next morning we have a big family breakfast. Yes. Um, um, yeah. And so, you know, at, at breakfast, you know, Grandma, she wants to know how they met and, and Grandma says, you know, she thinks that the dating app is nonsense. Um and Grandma June, she says, you know, people used to fall in love, or people used to fall in and out of love based solely on the written word. The pen is mightier than the penis. Good line. Yeah. She says, and then she asks, you know, what was it about Josh that first caught your eye? And so Natalie bends the truth a little bit, you know, and talking about, you know, Josh's physique being yeah. the draw to his profile. And, um, she's doing it to be a little bit of a brat to a little bit. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, during the, like the family, you know, while they're all like, it's a full like breakfast spread and the dad offers a plate of bacon and Josh is like, no, 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 dad, you know, Natalie's a vegetarian together. She's a vegetarian. And so she, um, you know, so she's like, she's eating some toast and everything. And so they're continuing to eat breakfast and, um, and then Grandma June wants to, you know, she says that she wants to join a dating app because her friend joined one and and has, quote, been getting more ass than a church pew, which made me laugh. And the whole thing was like, Grandma! Yeah, and so she she wants to see Natalie and Josh's profiles. Oh, we gotta go. But yeah, they're like, oh, no, oh, we oh, so sorry, we gotta go, you know, because Josh is gonna show Natalie around town. Um, and they wind up to going to all of the out, uh, all about the outdoors, yeah, which is the name of Dad's outdoor sale shop. Yes, and they start talking about the things that Tag is into, like rock climbing and throw. Tag Tag likes outdoorsy, adventurous women, not quote Instagram models who count carbs. Um, and so Josh kind of picks out a change of clothes for Natalie so she can look more relaxed, and tells her she has to read Walden by Thoreau. Yeah. And hands her Walden because she has opinions. Yes, (laughs) as well she should. It's like uh, my first thought was it's like someone it's like telling Kia that to get with this person you have to read Shelley, like you have to pretend to love Shelley. Oh no no it's not not Shelley it's uh, Hawthorne. I wasn't even thinking Hawthorne. I was thinking um, I wasn't thinking Shelley. I said the wrong name. Uh, I was thinking uh, Byron. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh okay. I don't have a problem with Byron's writing. I just think. But yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> you have to love Romeo and Juliet and Friar Lawrence to be your favorite character. Like, <laughs> like the wisdom of Friar Lawrence has to like, yeah, like that. Like that's what I thought was was like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so she has a little bit of a rant about Thoreau. Yeah, and um, yeah, because it's it's Tag's absolute favorite book, mm-hmm. and you know, and Josh tells her to throw around like some rock climbing lingo into the conversation, and um. And so Tag comes in. Josh introduces Natalie to Tag as his cousin. Like, like Barb's niece. Yeah, basically. as like Barb's, Barb's niece or whatever. And so they, you know, she she kind of thinly veils her opinions on on Walden. Um, and, you but know. Some but, people think. Yeah. But me, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, 
So, you know, and then like, and then she flubs the kind of rock climbing lingo. that snarls and. I'm like, yeah, honey, like you're talking more like surfer, surfer lingo. lingo. Yeah. Um, but, so she but, gives all this. But he, yeah, he still invites her climbing anyway. He said, you know, we're all, a bunch of us are going to go. You and your cousin should come. And he leaves. And that's when Josh looks at her and goes, what was that? It's like millennial Tourette's. Yeah. Like what just happened? She's like, you told me to use the lingo. I meant repel and harness. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but, you know, she she knows absolutely nothing about rock climbing, but Josh offers to teach her, mm-hmm. you know, on the, the small kind of rock climbing wall they have in the store. And and he tells her to, you know, to focus on the, the movements of mm-hmm. and, and then he says, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And she says, that's actually very insightful and he says it's van gogh feel free to use it on tag sometime um but he gets her to concentrate and mm-hmm. to, to climb the wall like with that one step at a time thing um so then we're well yeah well well then like natalie you know she's making small talk and she's asking what tag was like in high school and um and and josh tells her you know he was class president prom king football star and, you know, they stopped being friends because Tag got popular and Josh didn't. And uh, and Natalie, you know, Natalie tells him, like, oh, you know, well, I, it's okay. Like, I was a late bloomer, too. And he's like, yeah, I find that really hard to believe. And she tells him, you know, if it wasn't for Invisalign and Accutane, you would not have swiped on me. And he says, well, if it wasn't for Tag's photos, you wouldn't have swiped on me. Um, and so, you know, he he helps her climb you know climb the the wall wall, yeah while while they're talking um and then we we're down in his basement again (laughs) and she's going through like she sees that he has this she goes to put something in like to throw something in the hamper and And, sees his candle making supplies and he's like yeah guys can do things besides hunt and pay for things so yeah and so but he he makes candles that's something that he enjoys doing he thinks that there needs to be more masculine sense in the market yeah and i thought it was cute idea it's not a bad idea, but at the same time, he's also talking like there aren't things marketed exclusively at men in needlessly ridiculous ways. Um, and so, his point is that he thinks candles are um, the men are underserved in the candle market. Yeah, uh, but as they're like kind of talking about it, and he's like, "I'm never going to tell anyone," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we the hear- okay, hold on. She there's. Um, I I did like some of the um some of the 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 conversation that they have here. Um he you know he tells her, you know, candles are marketed exclusively to women, you know, and they all smell like flowers and candy with names like sweet caresses and shooting star. No self-respecting man is going to buy those even if his apartment smells like bong water. So I created my own line of masculine candles that captures the essence of a dude. Hmm. And so she kind of picks up the candles and is saying, she's like, I don't see compulsive liar left the toilet seat up or won't ask for directions in here. And he says, make all the jokes you want, but 50% of the U.S. candle market is, is underserved. And and I, I, it, the sort of like sweeping generalizations bullshit irked me. Um, just like of, of gender of like, oh, yes, no, no, no dudes only want things that smell like a car mechanic's office well, he, but he means dudes like tag yeah i know but but then you know he says you know the uh, 50 percent of the u.s candle market is underserved and she says why don't you serve them he says because a business costs money she says well ask your dad he seems like the target customer have you met him 
the old Asian man upstairs, he's only interested in sporty, manly things. Plus, he and my brother would just tease me about it. And and she she's like, wait, you have a brother? And it's about that moment that you hear shouting of, the prodigal son has returned, come Harry from upstairs. Junior's home. And he is a piece of work immediately. Um, when they, he's decided the whole family... But as they're introducing Natalie, he tries well, to, he yeah. erupts. He won't let anybody tell it's, him, yeah, like, oh, well, your grandma's the, new nurse. Well, oh, yeah, the, the, because the family is is excitedly mm-hmm. introducing, you know, like, or, uh, excitedly welcoming Owen and, you know, and his wife, Chelsea, mm-hmm. as, like, Josh and Natalie, like, slowly kind of drag their way upstairs. You can tell Josh is not thrilled. As yeah, and so Josh introduces Natalie and Owen assumes firstly that she's grandma june's new nurse um or that she's in barb's book club or thirdly that she's there for some kind of intervention is this an intervention again which i want to know what the first intervention was please like that's some backstory that i want please yeah please but yeah um so then we're like no it's josh's girlfriend and he's like huh like he has a blue a blue screen moment Oh, that's great. You know, we were just saying on the right da- way down here, weren't we, honey? We were just saying that we don't understand how Josh doesn't have a girl. I mean, despite his glasses and the fact that he still lives at home in the basement. There's just enumerating all of yeah. Josh's faults, like, to, to kick yeah, him back down all, in his All place. of that aside, yeah, we don't know why he's still single. It's like, but, you know, it's really great you're here, Natasha. And, 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 and her response is and, great. And, oh, yeah. She just, like, wraps her arms around, around Josh and goes, oh, thanks. And it's so great to meet you. Orin. <laughs> it's great. Um uh, but then we're at the climbing wall and it's well, nothing. Oh no no, no, there's there's more in there. Oh yeah. Um yeah. because we have, you know, the family is decorating the tree and Owen like pulls out an ornament with a very unflattering picture of Josh on it. And, you know, and Natalie <laughs> Natalie says that she's, you know, grateful for her awkward teenage years because they taught her resilience and empathy because otherwise she would have grown up to be, quote, an insensitive, attention-seeking jerk. Ah, uh, former chubster. <laughs> yeah. And so like, then Owen, I love Owen and Natalie start fighting over the tree topper because it's tradition. Owen puts up the tree topper every year. Um but you know, like, oh well, you know, like, like, why not? Like, let's let's let Natalie do it. And so, you know, we have, um, and so we see like she kind of like climbs up on a step ladder, and Josh is like holding her waist while she puts the tree topper on, and then everybody's like, "Yay, the tree! It's so pretty!" But you know, Owen is just very, very upset because the star is crooked. Um, but then you know, her editor is once again texting her, like demanding. That demanding pages throughout the movie a couple yeah times. it happens even, throughout the movie yeah it happens um, several times throughout the movie i didn't actually write it down when that happened yeah, yeah. It, it does happen well i mean it just kind of leading to up to remind us to yeah. remind us and like to make it not so surprising when he suddenly shows up yeah. at the end of the movie but um, but yeah they were at the climbing wall with well, well with, with the boys well first an important moment before that is they're josh and natalie are getting ready to go to the climbing wall oh yeah and you see a series of family photos in which Josh is either like kind of hidden in the background or Owen is literally shoving him out of frame. And, and so Natalie advises Josh, like the next time that Owen steals the spotlight, steal it back. And he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't think you know, like you don't realize how that would go. She's like, I'm absolutely not kidding. Steal it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let him keep it. Yeah. Don't let him keep it. 
yeah. And so now they get to the climbing wall and um it's a lot bigger than the one she practiced on, so she is very scared because she's yep. scared of heights. And Josh puts the the headphones on with her favorite song, which is Don't You Forget About Me. By yeah, Don't You Forget About Me by and, Simple Minds. And gets to her, help to help her relax. And he helps her relax and she's able to climb the wall like just paces it does yeah. really well tags impressed mm-hmm. but then she's at the top and she panics she panics like, she lays down and gets in the fetal position yeah and so josh being like uh well it's my turn now and like being the good guy he is just it's, like he just fucking sails up, sails up the wall and calms her down well and, and yeah and he, he you know he's telling her he's like it's takes it's okay. her airpods out oh, yeah and he's like it's okay like we'll we'll do this like it's like you did the hard part like this is the easy part and he says you i i can get you down just trust me i did have a question wasn't she supposed to be attached to like a uh someone else that would be helping her like what's the word delay down Mm -hmm. that was confusing for me but i will she was attached to josh yeah and then when he had to go up and get her you saw him kind like, of I disconnected it. yeah else, but that didn't explain what happened next to me but that's fine it doesn't matter uh, well I, yeah I, but he yeah. um but she you know he's telling her you know to you know he's like to trust him to get her down and she says what trust the guy who catfished me and he says no trust the guy who got you up here in the first place you've got this and i've got you like I promise. Take a deep breath. And he has her close her eyes and, out. and he slowly walks her to the edge of the wall. And when he says let it go, he pushes her. He pushes her off. And she like bolts down to the ground, sticks the landing and tag is did you jump? Wow. Yeah. Like, he's super impressed. Yeah. And so because he's impressed, Tag invites her to the park the next morning. And then this is where we get the Lind family goes caroling. caroling. And and so they've got like a big, you know, like 80s style boombox with them. And um and then um um Josh and Natalie are about a good ten feet behind the rest of the family, and Natalie says, Owen seems psychotically into this. You have no idea. <laughs> um and so, like, yeah, that it's, smile it's, could cure cancer. It like. is. It is full on. Like Owen is getting mad that the you know when when people miss their marks. At one point, he just straight up picks up his wife Chelsea and like moves her. His wife is a good like two or three inches shorter than him. Like oh, more than, more than that. that. She's like she's like she's a good like five inches shorter. Yeah, than him. she's so short. And Harry Shum Jr. is not a small guy. So he just picked yeah. her up, puts her there. It's fine. Yeah. Like, no, honey, here. I like grandma. Don't mess up the ending. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and so you know they're 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 performing this in front of a like um, retirement. Yeah, kind of like home. a retirement, like assisted living uh, yeah. facility. And so you have all of like the residents are out there on the porch watching this, and somebody and, the, requests, and yeah, yeah, somebody in the crowd requests, "Baby, it's cold outside." And so Josh picks this moment to steal the spotlight from owen and and then this is where we see you know owen throwing a tantrum in the background um and natalie says she refuses to sing the song because it's quote the sexual assault theme song and josh tells her to just sing the sing the female part and he will change his lyrics so that it doesn't sound so quote rapey um 
And I'm not going to lie, this moment is cute. Mm-hmm. Again, we already discussed the whole thing yeah. with the song before, but she sings, I really can't stay. He says, no problem, there's the door. I've got to go away. I hear you say no more. This evening has been totally consensual. <laughs> it's like so very nice. I hope you get home safe tonight. My mother will start to worry. Here's my phone. Give her a call. My father will be pacing the floor. Adios. Say no more. So really, I'd better scurry. I've been saying that for a while. Um, well, maybe just a half a drink more. Slow down. That's quite a pour. The neighbors might think, it's just my old friend Troy. Say, what's in this drink? It's just lemon LaCroix. I wish I knew how to take the hint um, to break the spell. Do you know how to spell farewell? I ought to say no, no, no. I'll call you an Uber. They're close. At least I'm going to say that I tried. I feel like you're not trying at all. Um, I really can't stay. Well, maybe just go out. And then on the finishing line, she sings, baby, it's cold outside. And he sings, maybe just go outside. And they have successfully stolen the spotlight. Um, and everybody loves it. But it's so cute. But Owen can't fucking stand it. So Owen looks at his wife and goes, it's time. We should do it. It's we time. have to go nuclear. And so they announced their pregnancy. Which they were going to do anyway. They were going to do anyway. Yeah. But now this, this was the moment. This was so the moment. So so excited. So in, to, to take the spotlight back. Uh-huh. Owen... Or not Owen, sorry. Josh. Don't know where Owen Owen is the brother. Josh <laughs> steals Josh looks at her and he goes Steals the spotlight back. Like, yeah. Just goes and you know, gives a speech and you know, I never imagined that I would have someone so Natalie and he goes on one day and she's like, Oh, you better she do not. Yeah, like, she is like she just keeps like, Stop it. Like stop this right now. And he just keeps like forging on ahead. And um and Owen because Owen is this you little... You don't even have a ring. Yeah, because Owen is this little pissant. He's like, no, no, no. Like, you can't propose. Like, you don't have a ring. Grandma be- yanks be- off that glove and hands her ring to... Yeah. To, to, to him. Oh, so funny. Oh, and I love this because, yeah, because Grandma June, like, takes off her ring and gives it to, to Josh. With- yeah, you can take mine. I don't have to be buried with it. My God. And so natalie gives in she says yeah the, and the picture looks like she's been like yeah. dragged kicking and screaming yeah um but. and surprisingly the ring fits perfectly um owen is pouting like a child at not being able to one-up josh again i mean that's really realistic i told you about my thanksgiving experience so that that part's not unrealistic true but um um but then you know we see there once they're back um once they're back at the house, Natalie just storms into Josh's room and is just furious. And he's telling her, he's like, he reminds her that she is the one who told him to stand up for himself. And she replies, like, I told you to stand up, not get down on one knee. Yeah. It's like, this was like, you know, this was not part of the plan. And I do know, I do enjoy the little touch of like, this is the first time, like, since we've come back down to the basement it's clean and like yeah. the bed is perfectly made and yeah. just it's like a subtle hint it like changes that have been made in the last few days and i appreciate it um but he you know he tells her he got carried away in the moment but you know nothing has changed they'll just you know have they'll they still just have to make it till christmas and then when she goes back to la he'll say you know things didn't, didn't work, work. Yeah. and and she says what well, and then i look like the asshole your family's going to be crushed and he says, don't worry. They're very used to me disappointing them. Aww. 
And and he tells her, you know, like he promises her Tag isn't going to find out about this. You know, she just needs to trust him. So and Natalie goes, just and once again says trusting him is just the one thing she can't do. And she goes and calls uh well, Carrie for, again. For, well, first before yeah. that, this is where we have Owen is like feverishly He's like searching on the upstairs. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's I love it because he and his wife are on the couch and he's got his laptop and he's also chugging a Red Bull. And, and he she, can't find anything about her anywhere. Yeah. He's like, he, yeah. And, um, and she is laying on the couch next to him and she has a pair of headphones over her abdomen. Like she's playing music for the baby. And, um, and he, uh, you know, like he's telling her, you know, he's been searching for an hour and looking for, you know, looking for anything on Natalie and says that not being Googleable in the in the modern day, like not being Googleable is the modern day equivalent of driving a white windowless van by a playground, which I that ma- that made me laugh. But yeah, and Chelsea is like, I went to prom in a white windowless van. Chelsea is she is such an there. airhead. But um, but you know, Chelsea says you know Natalie's not so bad. Like Josh seems to like her, and like I said, she has these you know these headphones over like her, her abdomen, very flat abdomen. her very flat abdomen. Because she, she cannot be very far along at all. And, and but Owen is just, like, so, like, like tunnel-visioned on, like, this quest to find any dirt on Natalie. And then he just kind of, look like, glances over and sees what she's doing. He's like, Chelsea, the baby barely has a heartbeat, let alone ears. And then she's like, music prevents stretch marks, Owen. I was like, what? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like... That's the most lines Chelsea gets in this movie. I literally oh, wow. like I paused it and was like, "I'm sorry, what?" Um, but it, but this is where we have you know Natalie calls Carrie, and and Carrie says, "You're dating the real tag and you're engaged to the fake tag." My God, you are going to make a therapist very wealthy one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and Carrie, you know, tells her just to make sure that Tag and the Lens don't find anything out before Christmas, and she's golden. And, you know, Natalie says that she just feels like all of this is going to blow up in her face, you know, but Carrie assures her that sometimes blow-ups are a good thing and that out of them you get the ending that you need. And while they're having this discussion, we see on Carrie's end of the conversation, she has like a big mug and she is pouring many glugs of of uh, liquor into this mug and then very quickly hangs up on natalie because quote her aa sponsor is calling she says her sponsor or she says her sponsor it's implied yeah i'm very not amused yeah no it's not funny it's not funny at all it's it's really not yeah as people who both have experience with those kind of people that's not okay yeah it's not it's absolutely not it's not funny um but it leads but so they get off the phone and as uh as Natalie's going back to the house, she runs into Dad Lynn. Dad, she runs into Josh's Bob. Bob. Thank you. I, I, I wrote Papa Lynn or Dad Lynn for most of it. But she runs it's, into it's Josh's, Bob and Barb. Yeah, she runs into Josh's dad, who is getting ready to make a fire in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And they have this really nice conversation. Just, you know, he's glad she's there mm-hmm. and that she is, and that Josh is happy with her. It she, is, she points out like a photo on the mantle and asks who who somebody in the photo was and he says it was his dad who passed away a few years ago Mm -hmm. and he says quote that man loved two things in this world his family and christmas 
He used to climb up on the roof every Christmas Eve and stomp around so the boys knew that Santa had arrived. He fell off one year and broke his arm, but he told the boys he broke it, protecting their presence from the Grinch. And they they kind of talk a little bit more, but then, you know, he tells her, he's like, I just want you to know we're really happy that you're joining the family. And it's also implied, basically what she says about her own father, it's implied that she didn't have a she doesn't have a good relationship if her father. Oh no, no, that he just he bamfed when she was a kid. Like, she, yeah, like so. This is like the first real family dynamic she's been in. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, it's so there, and and they just have this really yeah, like, it's a really genuine it's a, nice. It's a moment. very good moment. Yeah, and then she goes downstairs, and uh, no, from here she goes. She oh, goes right, to the, the she go, from here. Sorry. Yeah, I from here she notes. goes. She goes to the park with Tag, and they're hiking. And he talks about his dead golden retriever and he how the come on. Yeah. He used to come on these hikes with him and says that the dog would have liked the hike and, and her. her and she's having, she's having a good time on. This yeah. Hike and, and she hasn't been on a hike like this in a long time. And like, I appreciate that. That yeah. is actually like a normal person date. And like, they are getting along and they mm-hmm. are having fun. And this is legitimately who they are. Cause Oh, the other thing with the, when they, the meet cute between her and tag, is he quotes Thoreau like with a tear in his eye, and I wanted to throttle him just for that alone. But uh-huh. so then she's like, "Oh, this is such a nice hiking date." Oh no, this isn't the date. We're bo- this is the warm up. This is the warm up, and there's bobsleds. They're going actual bobsledding. Mm-hmm. You know, something that takes actual training. And yeah, so she she goes into the restroom and she calls Josh in a panic, and he tells her to relax, and she Put gives on your AirPods. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, he tells her to relax, and she responds with what is probably my favorite quote in the entire movie because it is applicable to my life. Because she says, I can't relax. The tension is the only thing holding me together. <laughs> and um, so she starts looking for her AirPod and comes across the joint. Yep. And so she goes, never mind. I have a better idea. <laughs> and then we see her on the bobsled with Tag, and she's doing fine. Mm-hmm. I really thought this plot was going to go somewhere, and it doesn't. But no. Like, the, the getting high part doesn't yeah, really yeah. go anywhere. She's still feeling the high when she gets home that night. Yeah. Well, they... So when when she gets yeah. when she gets back to the Lynn's house that night, Natalie says that, you know, Tag has invited her for dinner um, the next night. And, um, and she says, for the first time, I've met someone who's as perfect in person as they are on paper. And Josh, who's, you know, kind of like working on his candles, he says, you know, Tag is far from perfect. You know, he he had a lazy eye in first grade and had to wear an eye patch. And she's like, why are you being weird? You've been jealous. And he's he's, he's like, well, you know, I'm just saying that in some cultures that height and facial symmetry are repulsive. (laughs) But uh, so this is where she she starts going through some of Josh's candles and and he tries to she he quickly tries to grab one back from her and and she opens it and it smells of kind of like eucalyptus and and she starts picking out the other fragrances and it's eucalyptus and an old spice and just a tiny little hint of gasoline and she says what's this one and he says grandpa says i started making candles because of him in the first place you know they say that a scent can make a memory come alive so i made one of him and it's it's lame and she tells him it's not lame. It's it's actually very sweet. And it's in this moment that Barb yells from upstairs to say that it's time to watch the movie. They're going to watch Love Actually. And so we have the whole family, you know, sitting around watching the movie. And I love kind of like 
it gets it gets to the scene like with Andrew Lincoln and he's holding up the poster board for Keira Knightley and um and you know Barb is like all of you hush like this is my favorite part and Natalie is pretending to gag and so Josh is throwing popcorn at her and 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 like and everybody is like wait why why do I know that guy talking about Andrew Lincoln that and part cracked me up. that that part cracked me up and then, this, this is real this yeah, is oh real this life. is absolutely real like trying to figure out like where they know Andrew Lincoln yeah. from and then you know and then oh like I can't remember like dad has has some suggestion of where he's from and then then no one's like oh no it's it he the Walking Dead. And then Chelsea's like, oh, I hated that documentary. I'm like, what documentary? What are you thinking of? Yeah. Like, um, but then Barb gets a notification. She gets a message that that Josh and Natalie's engagement announcement is going to be in the Gazette tomorrow. And then this is probably one of my favorite moments in the entire movie. Um, the next morning, Josh and Natalie are running all up and down the street. Like they are grabbing the newspaper bundles and hiding them from the paper boy. And like they are running down the street. They are stealing all of the bundles of papers that they can find and then throwing them in the trunk of Josh's car. And then they have to like dive. They They have to dive into the car and they're, I know you're down here suckers. Like the paper is chasing them down. There is a movie from from the eighties called Better Off Dead, starring John Cusack, and it it is so dumb. I am not recommending you watch it because it is one of the dumbest fucking movies in existence. However, if you do decide to watch it, keep in mind it is one of the dumbest fucking movies in existence and you will enjoy it. But there is a subplot in that movie where the paper boy chases John Cusack demanding the $2 that he is owed for delivering their paper. And this very much reminded me of that. (laughs) Um, But yeah. But while they're hiding in the back of the car, they start talking about his original, Josh's original profile. Mm -hmm. And so she says, let me see the, you have the pictures. I know you do. Let me see them. So she starts looking and it's like him holding an ax, like murdery, like not smiling. Yeah. You literally look like an ax murderer. And then he, there's another one where he's holding like rope and he's holding like, uh, well, uh, yeah, there was another one of him holding like a giant wrench and yeah. he's shirtless. And he's like, who Everyone does- loves a good bathroom yeah, selfie? selfie. No, no one, don't. no one likes a good, no one likes a bathroom selfie. And what's with the wrench? As someone who has recently been on dating apps, n- nobody likes a bathroom <laughs> selfie. What's up with the wrench? I fixed the toilet down in the, ba- down like, the bathroom. Be- girls, girls, girls like, like guys who can take care of things. And so, and yeah, so and she's just like, what? Were you trying to figure out who the killer and clue was? You've got a wrench, a rope, and an axe. axe. Like- yeah. And and she tells him, she's like, no wonder you only got three matches. You were hiding your strengths. He's like, for one, you have very nice eyes. It's like, you got to show those puppies off. It's like, and those teeth. You have really straight teeth. They're freakishly straight. He's like, smile more. He's like, but more importantly, like, you're a good guy, Josh. And he says, well... I don't know how to show all of that in a photo. She's like, well, for starters, you have to believe that it's true. It's like, and then once you do, trust me, that'll show. And so like, they have, they yeah. have this sweet little moment. And, and she says, you know, promise me that when this is over, you'll put up an honest profile with real photos that show the real you. And he promises that he will. And then there's a knock on the window. I know you're in there, suckers. Yeah. Oh, my God. And they're like, go, go. So yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah, off. they dive into the front. It's so funny. Like, just, I don't know. It's so dumb. But it made me laugh. Um, um, but Natalie is getting ready for her dinner date, date with, with, Tag. with Tag. Which, 
you can see at this point very clearly how jealous Josh is. Yes. He's also pointing out that um, the guy's taking her to a steakhouse that his family owns and she's, she's a vegetarian. vegetarian. Like, and, and why he, are you compromising yourself, well, he, everything about yourself for this guy? He, he, yeah, because he, he points out, he's like, you know, like Tag is a very like meat and potatoes kind of guy and he likes his girls to be the same way. Okay, so I'll eat a potato. <laughs> and, but it's... But like during like it, the moment like it starts off so nice because like she, you know, she had had to kind of borrow one of Barb's dresses because her luggage still hasn't arrived and she kind of like altered it to make it fit a little bit more and he is just kind of taken aback by like she, she looks, looks perfect she looks perfect and and she kind of rolls her eyes and is like yeah okay like no need to oversell it and 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 then you know he talks to her as like about the the going to a steakhouse and. And, you know, and she, she's like, okay, like, wor- worst case, I have a little bit of meat. And, and he tells her, like, don't you think this is going a little too far? N- no. It's like, pretending to, like, rock climbing is one thing, but now you're compromising your beliefs. And, and she tells him, she's like, relax, it's not like I'm opening up a slaughterhouse. And he says, well, it's meat today, but what are you going to lie about tomorrow? I'm sorry, lie? Uh, let's not forget that the only reason I'm here is because you lied. I lied about a photo. No, you hid behind a photo. You lied about your identity. But it was still me. Every conversation we had, every text we exchanged, every laugh we shared, it was me. You liked me. And you liked me so much, you flew across the country to surprise me for Christmas. And then she tells him, you're right. I liked you. But you were a lie. A piece of fiction. And she walks out. And he's very hurt. Yeah, man. And we see, like, she's like, and this, this is what, like, again, like, a lot. I, I think as, this could have been a really good climax moment of the movie, honestly. Yeah. Like, I, instead of her going on this date with Tag, like, for her, or even for her to at least, like, self-evaluate and be like, am I judging him because of how he looks? Yeah. It's, like, is that what I'm, like, because it, it seems like she thinks everything he said to her was a lie, and he has proven to her over and over again that's, that's not, not true. That's not the case, yeah. So, like, it would have been nice for her to have come to the realization of things yeah, in a different it, way, I think. Like, there's a part of me that, like, I really kind of wish that the, that the tag element of the movie had been left out completely. Yeah. And just, triangle. And, and just, <laughs> triangle, Feeny. Yeah. Um, and that he had just like convinced her of like oh my like that he had just kind of convinced her of like please like just stay and like pretend to date me like for the hall you like for my family or whatever like Like, because like he's like look at how they're looking at me you don't understand what it's like to be me yeah like and it would have given her a disaster date story because that's the other thing that i hate is that up until basically the end of the movie that's kept a secret yeah like i hate it i hate it a lot um but yeah so we get to the um we kind of have a cut between like his family is making gingerbread and she's on the date well yeah it it goes from this kind of confrontation that they have to to her and tag at the steakhouse and he 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 wants um his his usual which is a porterhouse that's so rare a good vet a good vet could bring it back to life um for those who don't know a porterhouse is a cut of a cut of meat that is somewhere between 24 to 40 ounces yeah, it's big. and could basically feed two people. Um, and so you see Natalie kind of like holding back a gag and like 
like getting nauseated at all of this meat that is around her, all of these steaks and racks of lamb and all these kind of things. And and then yeah, we do go we back go back, to, back to the family. They, they're like, well, it's too bad that Natalie's not here. Where is she? Oh, she's trying. She's at. She's at Abbott's sampling the menu for the for wedding, wedding meal. meal. And this is where Owen gets even more suspicious because he's like, um, that's kind of a thing that you should do together. I don't care what we have as long as she's happy, which is, to be fair, pretty accurate, I think, <laughs> for them if they actually got married. But so yeah. Owen's like, all of a sudden, I need to go get a thing that I forgot I needed. I, I need more Twizzlers to decorate this yep. gingerbread mm-hmm. house. All out of Twizzlers. So he jumps in the car. And we flash back over and we see Natalie talking to Tag and like he shot that. She goes, that's a nice deer on the wall. You can see Bambi without going Going to Disney. Disney. He goes, yeah, I shot that one. It's like, it's just all of these things that don't like, I, I wish that she had at the, cause some stuff happens at the end of this date too. Mm Mm-hmm. She should have ended things with Tag right oh, there. Oh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but we see Owen, Owen like slow drive by and see her like giggling and laughing at Tag. Yeah. And then he doesn't do anything about it. While like ripping into a Twizzler. That part's hilarious. Yeah. Harry Shum Jr., if you haven't like, he is so good at comedy. He really is. And like he doesn't get to, to stretch those chops very often. So that was <laughs> really fun for me. As much as I hated Owen with a blinding passion. I was like, why? No, I don't want Harry Shum to be the bad guy. Well, he's not a bad guy. He's I just know. he's just a, a dick. He's a cartoonish jerk. Yeah. But um But, but those some of those not exactly like that, but those type of people do yeah. exist. He's just of course caricatured. Yes. But yeah, so Yeah. She um, comes and they have that night, you know, Tag brings her most of the way home. It, and, he yeah, like as they're walking out of the restaurant, you know, like he he tells her you know, he says, you know, she likes Thoreau and and rock climbing and, and starts, he's like, okay, well, that's kind of basically all I know about you. Like, so what are your favorite interests? And, um, yeah. and so she tells him, you know, that her, you know, she loves movies and that Die Hard is her favorite Christmas movie. And you see him kind of, mm, kind of not really bristle, but just... Okay. Yeah, like, and and so then it's on the drive home that he he tells, tells her, her that, yeah, he tag tells her that he doesn't celebrate Christmas because it's a total scam. And I'm like, okay, um cuz he you know, he hasn't like it's been like 3 years and he doesn't And you can tell she's turned off by that. Yeah. And then she tells him to stop before they actually get to the house and cuz his truck is very loud. Everybody's probably asleep. So he yeah. leans over and kisses her, and it's clear she doesn't enjoy the she, kiss. You can tell she's very underwhelmed by it. So, like, okay, at this point, Kia, why does she care what Tag thinks of her anymore? I don't know. Like, I, I don't get it I don't, at all. Yeah. So, the, whatever. Yeah, we then we see the next morning, Natalie is trying to apologize to Josh, but they get interrupted by Grandma June, who is in, to... who is insisting that they accompany her to the uh, to the nursing home to talk to the seniors about online dating. And while they're there, you know, the the seniors they want to kind of spruce up their um, their profiles. Or by by saying things like always on the move instead of mentioning that they have Parkinson's. And this goes on for a little while. And then Josh finally kind of snaps 
and tells them that, you know, they have the wrong idea. And he says, I get it. I really do. You want to put your best foot forward. You've lived a full, vibrant life and you're a good person, you know, traveled the world, fought in a war, like, you know, but all the insecurities, but then the insecurities creep in and you start with a slight exaggeration. Still you, just a shinier version, but you like it. So you tweak it just a little more until the real you, which was probably pretty great to begin with, is unrecognizable. But here's the thing. You're not just fooling yourself. There's someone else on the other side of that line falling in love with a version of you that doesn't exist. And that's not fair because the only way it ends for them is disappointment. And the only way it ends for you is heartbreak. If I've learned anything, it's that love doesn't have to be perfect. It just has to be honest. And it shows what he's learned. Yeah. Like that he has learned what he did was wrong and why it was wrong. Mm -hmm. Frequently in movies like this, it's like, I'm sorry I did that. But you don't really understand yeah. that they've learned. I, so I appreciate that speech he mm -hmm. gives. That it's actually like legitimately what I did is wrong. I own that. It's my fault. Mm -hmm. And I'm uh, like, I know that I have maybe lost something great because I did it this way. Mm -hmm. um, but and yeah. So yeah. And as on they're the... leaving, Grandma turns away from the car, so they go to chase her down. Well, oh, it, it, but as while that's while they're while yeah, now. they're they're walking, and uh, they're walking, and and Natalie tells Josh, she's like, "I guess I never realized I was so busy being mad at you that I never stopped to think about why you actually did it." And he says, "The why doesn't even matter in the first mm -hmm. place." He's like, "I shouldn't have asked you to lie um, in the first place, and I'm just going to go tell my family and come clean with everything." And she tells him, like, no, he can't do that because it's only two days till Christmas. They will go ahead and go through with the plan and stage a stage, uh, breakup. And he tells her, like, it just doesn't feel right anymore. And this is where, like, Grandma June, like, takes off, like, wanders off in the wrong direction. And they, they chase her down only to run into their surprise engagement party at, at the, the steakhouse. steakhouse. <laughs> so Tag is actually working at it. So they have to keep everybody separate. And... Once again, at this point, I'd be like, I'd, be, I'd tell Tag, I'd be like, yeah, I had a moment of, of regret or not regret. Yeah. I had a moment of cold feet and I made a mistake with you and I'm not actually his cousin. I'm his fiance. Let's just pretend this never happened. Peace out. Love yeah. you. Like, yeah. Let's, so, let's do something. Yeah. It's, so like, yeah, Natalie like intercepts Tag. And so she's trying to keep him from finding out that she's, you know, the bride to be. Her boss shows her, up. Her boss is there. And then her boss, Lee, like, Talks and Owen, Owen, Owen meet. And so Owen wants to know more about Natalie. And then Tag comes along and, like, pulls Natalie away from somebody else and introduces her to his parents as his girlfriend. And then Owen comes along and confronts Natalie about being with Tag and says, you know, everything makes sense now that he's talked to Lee. And he wants her to stop this charade with Josh. I think he thinks that... Because I don't think Owen got the right end of the stick. Yeah. I think he thinks that she's only dating Josh for the story and yeah. Josh is unaware of it. Yeah. I don't think he knows his brother's aware of everything. Right. <laughs> like, based on the way he behaves there. That's yeah. All. And um, and so then um, Eric, Uber driver, lost luggage guy, whatever, he's come, he's, he has delivered Natalie's suitcase to the party. Around. And sticks around, and then he tells Tag, Natalie is the bride that they're having this shower for, or party for. And so then Owen goes and tells Josh, Natalie didn't come to New York for love. She came for a story and has been playing him. 
and and says, you know, she's she's the writer of a disaster date column, and you're not her fiance, you're her subject. And Josh looks stricken because she's kept this a secret. Honestly, did not realize this was kept a secret until this moment. Same. Thought he knew. Uh, it's then- it's just. <laughs> It feels like there were probably elements of it in, like, the movie that got cut out. I guess. That, that this is supposed to be, like, a bigger deal. But um, then Dad comes goes up to make a speech and mm-hmm. to thank Natalie for joining their family and how much they love her and how great she is. And mm-hmm. Natalie can't do it anymore. Natalie is done. Tag yeah. is hearing this, and so Natalie is done. She goes up. She goes up on the balcony, admits everything, yeah. and, and replaces Josh's involvement. Yeah, she's yeah, she, she says, does admit she was catfished, but yeah, she she says, you know, she apologizes. Excuse me. Um she says, you know, that she's been dishonest with Josh, with the lens tag, everybody. She said 4 weeks ago I met a guy online. He was smart, funny, sweet, and he looked like him, and she points the tag. So I decided to come here and surprise him for Christmas. But when I got here, I realized that the guy I was talking to was him and points to Josh. She said, I got catfish and I was furious, but Josh told me that he would help me get tag if I pretended to be his girlfriend for the holidays. And I honestly just, I thought my perfect match was here. So I agreed and I pretended to be someone that I'm not. I just wanted my happy ending, but I can't do it anymore. I can't lie. I just can't. I'm sorry. And, and this is where tags like, do you even climb? No. Thoreau? I hate him. Bobsledding? I literally had to get stoned to get through it. And he says, so you got mad at Josh for catfishing you, and then you go and do the exact same thing to me. And by the way, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And he storms out. Yeah. And so then, like, one of the few moments of, like, Owen being a good guy in the movie just tells, he's like, okay, everybody, come on. Party's get, over. Party's Stop over. Stop staring at my brother. Get the fuck out. Yep. <laughs> Stop staring at my brother. Move. It's like the moment he realized what was happening to his brother. Yep. He shifted gears. Which, to be fair, this is going to sound weird. That happens in family. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, it's, it's. The horror story I was telling you about. Uh, yeah, yeah. When my dad died, that, that, that family member was completely there 100%. Uh, no, yeah, it's the, so, it's, it's, it's the instinct of like, no, like I can pick on him. Nobody else, nobody else gets to. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he does usher everyone out uh-huh. and then Josh kind of wanders around before finally going back home where there is his candles. How long was she gone? Cause she left a lit candle in the house, but whatever. That's it, just a, that's a nitpick on my part and I had to do it. <laughs> you can tell it hadn't been burning very long. I know. That's what I'm saying um, though. Like, but, she didn't know when he was coming home. But yeah, but she, she, she leaves the candle to the table and a nice note. She yeah, she leaves a note and the ring and Grandma Jean's ring on it. And the note says, "A passion whose flame fails to be fanned eventually burns out. Don't be afraid to be you, Natalie." And so when the family you know comes back, Josh tells them you know Natalie is gone. And and there's a nice little moment where like Owen just kind of puts his hand on Josh's shoulder and kind of just. Con- through through that little that little touch just kind of use, kind of conveys his condolences well, on the even matter. Sister in law gives him like a big hug. Yeah, and says she's sorry. Like yeah, and then dad comes in last, and they finally have a conversation. Yeah. about the candles. Mm-hmm. And I love the moment when he smells his the candle that smells like his dad. Yeah, and he just like I I don't know how you did it, but it smells exactly like grandpa. Like it's as if he were here in the room with us. I I can smell his aftershave, the the wool of his sweater. Like there's even something here I I can't place. Eucalyptus, Ben Gay. It's like, 
And then, um, you know, and Josh had kind of been playing this off. He's like, oh, like, no, no, no. Like, oh, it's just a hobby. And then, you know, his dad tells him, well, that's, this is one hell of a hobby. And, and then Josh kind of, he's like, he's like, he admits okay. it. Yeah. And so then he says, you know, he thinks that this could be a business, but, you know, not one like his dad has of, you know, helping someone ascend Everest or providing scuba gear for the Great Barrier Reef, you know, but it's what he wants to do with his life and he doesn't want to work at the store anymore. And dad is like, oh, thank, thank God. God. It's like, I love you, but you are terrible at selling sports gear. Um, and so they're they've they're fine like they're, yeah they're it's great okay that 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 he doesn't want to do the family business and, mm-hmm. which is a nice like subversion of usual tropes yes and i'm um, i'm grateful for the fact of like all of the kind of gendered masculinity bullshit we had before that 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 dad is just like that there's no like my son wants to make candles like and, and there's not you that. think like someone yeah. you know is going to look down on you for a thing that you enjoy doing and when you finally tell them, they're like, no, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I like that. I did appreciate that aspect. But yeah. So then. Um, um, the, the airport. There are no flights out. Yeah. There are no flights out. So Natalie goes to. Goes to, bar. to a lodge. Yeah. To get a. Yeah. She's at the hotel bar. And her boss also happens to be there because, well, if she doesn't have a flight out, he also does not yeah. have a flight out. And he tells her, you know. He, not, her, he tells her, you're not going to find my article at the bottom of that glass. And he asks her why she stayed. Like, yeah. that's the important part. And she goes. Because you said you would fire me. I fire you four times a week and you show up anyway. Yeah. So, or I fired you four times. You just keep showing up. Why did you stay? Like, what is it this time that I, made you stay? Yeah. You, I, yes, I just find it odd because yeah. you usually run at the first sign, sign of, of imperfection. imperfection. Josh is imperfect, yet you decided to stay. It it doesn't really matter. Honey, it's the only thing, thing that, that matters. matters. Yeah. He's such a, like, and then, like, so she finally goes and he goes, just because we're besties now doesn't mean you can't. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't mean I won't fire you. Yeah. <laughs> As she runs up the stairs. <laughs> and so she goes up and starts working on, trying to work on her article. And we get kind of a montage of that. Mm-hmm. And this, for me, the art, we don't really hear the article. No. Which is fine. But which is kind of. I hate it. It's it, kind of fine that we don't hear the article because yeah. it could have wound up with a ne- with a never been kissed moment. Yeah, that hearing the ne- article ne- and not never, being good. Ne- never been kissed is absolutely another like another movie that I was gonna reference so, later that, that they we, lift from. Yeah, but they don't borrow from that, which mm-hmm. is or they don't give us the actual article. We just know she writes. We it and we get we get like little bits snippets. and we, yeah we get snippets yeah. of her writing it and um, she gets it written. And we don't know what the response is. Well, yeah, because but we she just, doesn't know how we, to end it. Yeah, she doesn't know how to end the story, and so she's kind of laying on the bed, and um, and then her phone chimes, and it's a flirt alert notification that there's a new profile in her area, and it's Josh with new, better photos, and his occupation is listed as candle, candle maker. maker, and his about me on the uh on his profile reads looking for someone who can see me for who i am and so now we have our love actually we have homage. the love actually which i did like to say it's mormons that's that yes funny but other he, than that i was so busy rolling my eyes it was part. um yeah natalie knocks on the door josh comes outside and and she's holding you know these she's holding signs. she's holding these signs and one of them says you know say it's the mormons and it's so he's like so josh is like yeah, it's it's the morbids we're not converting like i did that laugh that is funny um but so then the cards read 
And I do appreciate that, like, she takes out her phone and she starts playing. And based on kind of the the kind of reaction that he gives when she starts playing this song, I'm guessing it's his favorite. It's The song is Curls by Bibio. Um, I enjoyed it. I really like the song. Um, but the anyway, the signs say, I spent my entire life looking for the perfect guy, but there's perfect and there's perfect for me. Most want someone to read the Sunday paper with. I want someone who steals it with me on Saturday night. I did like that. It's like, so can you ever forgive me for taking so long to realize that it's you I could actually love? And, um, and there are, yeah, there's a thumbs up, thumbs down on the sign. Um, and she hands him a marker and she hands him a marker. And it's about this time that, you know, Natalie comes outside as she's handing him. The family uh, is like, yeah, the family is lined up on the porch. Um, and uh, and they all come out and you know, like Natalie hands over a sharpie, and instead of you know circling or like marking the thumbs up or the thumbs down, Josh flips the cardboard sign over and writes "Yippee Kaye motherfucker" on it, and then Grandma yells "Kisser." Well, yeah, it's you know so I can't remember which one of them says you know so what do we do now? And that's when Grandma yells "Kisser, you idiot," and he does, and so they kiss and like they they kind of you know they hold on to one another. And and then we get some narration of um, that says, so yeah, I thought I'd flown 3,000 miles to see how my story ended. And instead, I found out how it begins. Yeah. <gasps> and then for two, you get two seconds of Christmas morning over the credits. Yeah, we get, which, it's Christmas morning and you see like the, the rest Owen of, is a hyperactive puppy. Yeah. The rest of the family is like gathered around the tree and um and josh and natalie are in the kitchen oh and picks up and goes this isn't for me it's for josh and just throws Where? it it's like huh. <laughs> yeah um so josh and natalie are kind of like off in the kitchen and like they're in their pjs and they they kind of kiss over the counter and they're sipping their coffee and josh is like i should probably warn you my family can be a little intense about presents she's like really you don't you don't say say. and then they they walk into the living room and you hear like a chime on grandma june's phone and then she's like what's a dick pic roll credits oh no no it cuts it cuts back and josh looks at natalie and is like do you want to take this one (laughs) but like in the background this is because i know i i love looking at like yeah yeah yeah. owen has his ear pressed up against his wife's stomach yeah that was actually like Owen may be a douche but that was cute yeah for a split second he drops the gifts Runs over to Chelsea. And like, just, like, throws let, himself. Like, yeah, throws himself on her. I just yeah. really love Harry Shum Jr. And so <laughs> I was just like, I have to it's, watch him every second. But, like, yeah. But, yeah, that's, that's the that's end of the, the movie. movie. And, uh, yeah. It was a movie. It was a movie. Like, I didn't. There were parts that were good. I didn't hate it. I wish it weren't such a mishmash of. Yeah things like like i think there was too much going on and that is something that we talked about a lot on this podcast with with people haven't been writing for very long mm-hmm. they've just put in too much they put in like too you much said, yeah. you can get rid of tag although if you do that you're gonna mess up the trailer but but like there are things you could get rid of in this you you could have changed some things like yeah. honestly you could get rid of owen for some of it he just you he could, does yeah. push a couple of things but things that don't really have to be pushed mm-hmm. and and so like I like aspects of it. I don't like aspects of it. Overall, I feel it's like just, it was yeah, it's, kind of a meh movie. Like if if you want to have it on if, in the background while you're doing Christmas stuff, like then it's fine. one of those like I I'm there's a lot of Christmas music in it. There there's a lot of good music in this yeah. movie. I I definitely like downloaded some of the songs yeah. from it because I I enjoyed them. It's uh, like I said overall, like I don't hate it. It just feels. 
lazy is not the word that I want to use. It's, it's not just, polished. It, it's... it it the movie feels very inexperienced. Yeah, is the is the kindest way to say it because I think so, yeah because like I was saying, it does just like it straight up lifts from a lot of things mm-hmm. and kind of prays that you don't know that you've never seen another like romance movie ever. Yeah. Um. And uh, like, yeah, if legitimately. Like I, I'm not gonna lie. I probably would watch this again, um, just because Nina Dobrev and and Jimmy O Yang, like they they sell it. They absolutely sell this. Their movie. part's great, yeah. And I, I love him so. Like I have fallen in love with him through this movie. <laughs> but it feels like there's just a lot of plot threads that don't go anywhere that yeah. I would have liked to have seen go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like if that makes sense. Oh, it absolutely anyway, does. So, what do you give this movie? I'm going to give it a three. Like, I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's like, it's, it, it didn't, it, other than just being really lazy in places, it, it didn't to me, like it didn't commit any heinous sins other than, you know, like, yeah. I mean, we, we talked like, what was it? The fucking like holiday calendar or some shit like that. Like that was a movie. I'm like, it's whole, like the whole logic of it was just, yeah. Like they threw spaghetti at the wall. At least the logic in this one sort of holds up. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. Yeah, it just like I um, said, like they tried to do too, too much. much. Yeah, and, and it, you have to have more deft hands to do that. Yeah, um, it was just a little kind of swollen. Yeah, it just. And I, I would agree. I'll say like a soft three. Like I don't yeah. think I'll watch this one again. I like Nina Dobrev fine. I don't love Nina Dobrev in this. I think she's fine. I think I think a lot of other serviceable actresses could have played the played the role. Like, it oh didn't. yeah, I'm I'm not saying she couldn't um, have been I think replaceable. Jimmy, I think Jimmy O Yang was, and I haven't seen him do much, so it's yeah. more unique for me. Like, I watch a lot of Nina Dobrev on Vampire Diaries, so right? I'm like, and I know you can do whatever; it's fine. But and, and I think she did a good yeah. job with what she had, and I think he did a good job. So yeah, they were it was good. It's just not one that I'll probably like. Yeah, I mean, on. it's yeah. Like I said, it's it's probably something that like I would have on in the background, just kind yeah, of maybe, just yeah. for noise, if you know I yeah. wanted it or whatever. But I mean, yeah, it's it's not horrible. It's not great. I mean, it's definitely not the worst Netflix original movie it's we've what talked it says about on the tin. Yeah. But anyway, do you have anything else to add, darling? That's it for me. All right, then that will get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. As always, we thank you so very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. If you enjoy this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.